Thanks uh, everyone for tuning in to our first podcast. Welcome to Medical Care Redefined by Dr. Tram Nguyen. Yay! Yay! Um, so we wanted to start this podcast pretty much so that um, our patients can uh, hear more of what Dr. Nguyen has to say about certain medical topics and just kind of get to know her a little bit better. Um, so we hope that this is something everyone would tune to every single week, um, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, or whatever it may be. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, so um, let's get to know you more, Dr. Wynn. Um, so I guess I have known Dr. Wynn for over a decade now. She was my Sunday school teacher when <laughs> we first met, and I remember you always really just wanted to be a doctor. So um, tell us why. Like, what inspired you to be a doctor? So, um, well, thanks for having me here, first of all. I'm really excited to kind of do the broadcast series because one of my thing is um, I really like to share my knowledge with other people. Um, I feel that knowledge is power. So, and the fact that the more I share, the more others will know, and then they can take care of themselves. And so I'm gifted, given so much gifts. So I like to share. So first of all, I want to thank you. Um, to answer your question, um, so when we're refugees from Vietnam, um, so we came over to America in 1993. Um, so when we first came over, we were really poor, um, didn't have uh, much money. My, my mom was, you know, work at the fish market and didn't have money to go to the doctor for any reasons. And working in the winter in the, in the fish market, her hands were always freezing and she had like frostbites. And I remember at night she would tend to cry, but, you know, she wouldn't want to let us know. And I can overhear her saying, you know, we need to go to the doctor, but we don't have money. So she um, she was suffering with a pain. And so that was one of the kind of the start of the perks. And I think that I was eight or nine years old um, at that time thinking, what can I do to help my mother? Maybe one day I can become a doctor. But that was just kind of like a dream that never yeah, think yeah. I would imagine to get here. Um, then when I became 16, so I was, was 16 or 17 in high school is when, okay, we need to decide what we want to do when we grow up, right? So I saw um, a uh, video on, on TV said about Operation Smile, and I see that they were doing a lot of missionary work in third world country, fixing people's club palettes, and I was like, oh my gosh, it just kind of... Uh, struck me and made me feel like I wish I could do something in medicine so I could just be part of that team either a nurse or or an RN or, or, or somebody just to kind of carry trays mm -hmm. for them even because I really want to be part it was really yeah. something that touched me and so that's when the journey of going into medicine that's how I got into to medicine it was really really hard journey because yeah. um, we our family was really poor we didn't even have a primary care doctor and as you know getting into medical school they require a lot of recommendations and all this stuff yeah, and yeah. from a doctor which we didn't <laughs> have anybody or we didn't know anybody and so the journey was very difficult but I was very fortunate I got a chance to get in and um, so that's why I took every single chance I have to learn and when I have a chance to learn something um, I always take it so in through residency through med school um, I am who I am today the physician that I am today is not because I'm smart it's because I work hard mm -hmm. and I still am working hard to learn more things to yeah. help my patient yeah and, and I can attest to that um, I've known Dr. Wynn forever like I said and it was it there was always something about you that like inspired me so I knew that I wanted to keep um, you know, being a part of your life and whatnot. And now being on this other side of working for you, I can see that you're very 
passionate and everything. So not only is Dr. Wynn board certified in family medicine, but she's also board certified in obesity medicine. She uh, can do hormonal therapy and she is actually learning, you know, all these other procedures and services that she wants to do here at DPC Health so that patients don't have to go anywhere else. She wants to be here for all her patients for all their medical needs. So, um, you know, what are some goals that you have now as, you know, you're learning all these new services? What kind of care do you want to provide to your patients? Like, why is it that you're learning these things? So, you know, we people think that, you know, we're done learning medicine after residency because mm -hmm. you're in residency yeah. for three to four years to learn all these things. And yes, residency taught us a lot, all the basic stuff, you know, laceration repair and splint casting mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But medicine is so advanced and there's so much to learn and there's so many parts of medicine. And as I am in the field, uh, I'm hands on. I find that patients need a lot more than just the basic diabetes control, yeah. blood pressure control. Um, and especially like with the weight loss, I mean, it's it's a, a, a disease that is really, really hard to treat. And, you know, you could, just can't tell a patient to eat right and exercise, right? You need to kind of, and, and to understand that more, I had to study more of it because mm -hmm. it wasn't in residency. Yeah. So we had to understand how to manage a patient who's, who, who is obese, um, not just about, you know, their eating habits or their exercise, but also is their hormone balance, right. is, are, are they um, stressed, are they sleeping well are they taking medicine that cause them to gain weight um, are they stressed out at work or at home so those are things that we have to help balance in order for a patient to lose weight and keep it off not just give them a pill and we do prescribe medicine for weight loss to to help the patient but that was not the only treatment right so our goal right. is to get our patient healthy lose the weight and keep it off so that's the reason why I actually had to get board certified <laughs> is so I can understand more yeah. about obesity medicine to truly care for our patients Patient. And then along that line, said, you know, why are you learning all these other things? And as a physician, I'm super busy um, taking care of patients and stuff, but I'm always trying to learn is because as I saw patients when I did obesity medicine, a lot of them was hormone imbalance. Mm -hmm. But if their hormones are not balanced, then they can't lose the weight. They're eating right, they're exercising, they're doing everything that they should do, and generally you should lose weight. And But somebody who's hormone imbalanced, like they're hitting menopause, or for men if the testosterone's low, for women if the estrogen, progesterone, and, and the testosterone's imbalanced, that they can't lose weight. So that's kind of why I got into hormonal therapy, is to help my patient feel better, mm -hmm. um, to help them lose weight. And then we also have patients who are like miserable because they had a hysterectomy or uh, oophenectomy and they are now like very moody or they're decreasing energy, their sex drive is really bad because their testosterone is low and their relations with the family is with, with their significant others not well. Mm -hmm. So therefore, these are the reason why I'm getting into these things is because other physicians are not managing these patients and I want to be able to help take care of my patients. So therefore, I'm learning a lot new things to kind of add in to take care of my patients to help allow that one stop shop to to, yeah. to do that. That's incredible. So I guess like as far as like the future of DPC, like what can patients expect from you? So my patient can expect that I will try to do all I can, continue to learn to um, improve their health. Mm -hmm. um, so for instance, right now I've. Um, uh, signed up to a lot of like lectures to kind of learn more. For example, we're going to introduce PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma. It's a new study in medicine mm -hmm. um, where, where we draw, well, it's not new. It's been in, in medicine for many years, just now getting more practical. It's more okay. affordable. Um, so the idea is we draw blood from the patient, centrifuge it, and take the 
platelet-rich plasma, which has really good growth factor. And there's a few things we can do with that. For people with arthritis, we can inject the growth factor into the joint to help regenerate the, the growth instead of deteriorating, like using steroid shot and stuff. And then also we put the platelet-rich plasma also on the root of the hair for people who are having hair loss mm -hmm. to help regenerate hair growth. And then we also do that for facial to prevent wrinkles and aging. So those are the few things that we, we implement. And then, you know, my, my goal for my patient is to stay young and be healthy, right? So also, I'm also being trained, I mean, actually, I'm already trained in uh, Botox and fillers to kind of keep our patient young and, and healthy looking. So those are the few things that we're going to probably add in and then maybe IV hydration for patients who are having significant migraine headaches or fatigue or tired or patient who has the flu or even COVID that feeling really mm -hmm. down, then the IV hydrations will help give them extra vitamin C to um, help them heal faster and then also give them the extra energy um, to, to, to get them out of the sickness. Yeah, so a lot of exciting things happening here at DPC yes. Health. Um, so patients, come on by. If you're not a patient, try to sign up and, and work with us so we can optimize your health. Um, okay, so enough about you being as a being a doctor. What are some things that you like to do outside of work? What what's what's fun to you? What are your hobbies? So I have a I, I love being in the outdoors. So yeah. I love biking. <laughs> um, I love working out. Um, so I. I drag my husband to come with me <laughs> if he can but if not I will bring uh, my dog Neo he is a Siberian Husky I think he's a Malamute because he's really big uh -huh. we just took him to the vet and he's like 92 pounds <laughs> really big um, but he's a beautiful dog very mm -hmm. sweet um, we adopted him when he was a year old and they were going to put him down because he was so big and so we were really fortunate to be able to adopt him yeah. and so we've 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 ha loved having him um it's always been fun going at home and they're like running around um so it's a nice companion and then especially i get to jog with him so get my exercise in and i really enjoyed that so i like being outdoors so okay do um, you have like recommended places to hike or trails that you like around the area? Oh yeah, so in, in, in this area, I like the Cedar Ridge uh, Reserve. Okay. They have it like, it's more of like an outdoorsy, kind of mountainous kind of thing. It has some hills and stuff, so yeah. I really like there. It's kind of busy on the weekday, mm -hmm. but you know, so in during COVID time, we wear a mask walking through the trails. <laughs> But it's, it's really nice. I, I go there on usually on Sunday morning with some friends. Uh, we usually do that pretty often. Okay, yes, yeah, so a lot of outdoorsy things. Um, so I heard through the grapevine, and also because I am part of your board, um, you have a nonprofit called Hand in Hampshire Missions. Mm -hmm. And so um, tell us more about that and why you decided to start a nonprofit, especially as a physician. So, um, so like I, I mentioned earlier that when I was 16, my dream was to do missionary work. Mm -hmm. And so I've always had that behind my head going through medical school. The reason why I want to learn as much as I can is not just, just to take care of my patient in the future, but thinking if I was to do a missionary job, like when I go over there, so a, a kid have a laceration or they have ingrown hair mm -hmm. or whatever it is that I need to do, the more knowledge I know, the more I am able to help. And yeah. so um, in 2015, I graduated residency for the first time. Well, actually before that, I've done missionary work in Nicaragua um, with um, one of my mentor um, three years in a row. Um, so I learned a little bit of Spanish um, <laughs> during the way. So I can choppily talk, see a, a Spanish, a Hispanic patient can get through the conversation. I can understand more than I can speak, but uh -huh. definitely can do that. So that's one of the benefits. But I also really enjoyed the mission. Um, helping the, the poor people there and so I learned a lot mm -hmm. and then in 2015 um, there was a calling for me to go to Vietnam to do missionary and was able to go back over there um, 
pioneered with a few other physicians and we started a nonprofit is because there were so many needs and it needed somebody that was willing to um, give up their passion, their time, and then call everyone right. together. I think it was my calling to be that middle person, mm -hmm. right? The leader to, to bring the team and come serve the poor. Because there's people that like can donate a lot of money, but there's not a right, if you don't donate to the right organization, right. it doesn't go to the right people. Mm -hmm. So our team goes back to Vietnam once a year. This past, well, in 2000, this past, well, this year we didn't go to Vietnam because of COVID. But the year before, we saw about four to 5,000 patients oh, in wow. within four or five days. Mm -hmm. um, and a team of only 50 of us, and we got volunteers from Vietnam, but we provide dental, medical, optical. Um, we give out medicine, family medicine box. So we do so much for the community there, and we put in filter water system. We do education. Um, so that's that's something that I'm really passionate about. I could talk about it all day. Um, but um, yeah, so I try to bring in a lot of friends and families to kind of join our team to give back. Uh, we do it, all of us do everything for free, <laughs> but we are a great, great organization and great team. We're, we're all about the people. And we've done some local work here too. We've done um, a local mission here. Um, where we in Arlington where we did um, you know provide dental medical care for those who doesn't have insurance yeah. and those who are underserved yeah and just from somebody who's been working with Dr. Lynn for this nonprofit I've noticed that like it takes a lot of passion to do something like that for sure and so um, particularly in this last year we did a fundraising like banquet and through the banquet like you like there, every time we do a banquet, you have to like kind of figure out like what our goal should be, and so we'll sit down and kind of try to 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 minimize everything as possible. But you know, of course, we have a goal in mind. We never think we're going to reach it. But the amount of energy that Dr. Wynn brings to like these banquets and the people she's able to touch, like I think that's something that is so significant in what in what you're able to do. And on top of that, we you use a lot of the funds, or we use a lot of the funds to provide the food packages. So like I I've noticed like in the pictures, like a lot of families they don't have the kind of nutrients and so mm -hmm. tell us more about that like what's in the food packages why do you choose these selected items and what does it do for the families there yeah so um the people in vietnam especially in the kong Tum area where it's like the montanar people live it's really they're really poor um communities and they mm -hmm. barely have food to eat right so yeah. a lot of the nutrition so we we usually provide rice and then just like the the basic stuff like oil and fish sauce and salt and sugar kind of the basic things that we never we take for granted here yeah. you know and all they have is just that's all they eat mm -hmm. right and so very very little in protein that they have because uh, meats and fish and chicken and all those are very expensive so and then we also in uh, we also provide a family medicine box for each family and that has little things like yeah. some Tylenol some Tums and topical antibiotics and topical steroids mm -hmm. and I mean, things like that which we tend to like you know never really think that's something a necessity yeah. but for people in that community where they don't have a doctor they can't get access to health care those are the things that that we our organization does we also actually not just give out those things we also train um, have programs to train the caretakers that are actually going out to the village to help the people like the nuns and the brothers mm -hmm. so we do a two every two weeks um, we do kind of like a Zoom lecture to teach them how to manage wound, how to manage um, uh, a skin infection, yeah. how to um, wrap if somebody have a broken uh, finger or a broken bone or something like that. So how to manage like urgent care stuff and also like wound care stuff. Yeah. So we do a lot of that stuff. To be honest, it is so time consuming <laughs> and very tiring. Yeah. But one of the things I have to say is I'm very fortunate and 
we're, we're very fortunate mm-hmm. given so much like I you know, I was blessed to become a doctor. Yeah. And so the knowledge that I have and the gift that I'm given, now I'm just sharing back. So it's, it's kind of like a way of giving back. And I always believe that when you do something good, the Lord gives you so many different things in different ways. And I've seen yeah. that, how that happens. And so I still do what I do, even though, yeah, sometimes like sleepless night and stuff. But I think it's very rewarding. At the end of the day, you see the patients are... Are the kids are being helped, the patients mm-hmm. are being helped, then you feel like it's worth it. It's yeah. worth our, it, it was worth my, my sacrifice. And so that's why I do what I do, not just for, for the patient in Vietnam, but even my patient here. Yeah. Like sometimes I spend a lot of time with my patient, mm-hmm. but because I know that I'm making a difference and I'm helping my patient change their lives. Mm-hmm. And that's why I sleep well at night when I go home. <laughs> so what's your next uh, Zoom lecture topic? So our next, we just talked about dermatology, so went all over that. Um, So this next week, we are actually going to do answer question answers. So uh, that means that the patient, um, the caretakers over there, they Mm -hmm. would have cases on, like, say, for example, a a rash they can't figure out or how to treat. Then they would send it to us, give us a history, and then myself and a few doctor friends will come together and help them define what to do next or some kind of any kind of case that they're stuck with and yeah. you know we, we we do that and those are very receiving is because we're helping them directly mm-hmm. and one of the things what we do is also if they can't provide like they don't have the financials to buy the medicine or take them to a specialist hand in hand actually help provide that for the patient we buy the medicines for them and then we also um actually um say like a child we had a child that had need eye surgery or ear surgery um we actually um provide the funds if that family is really poor Mm -hmm. for the transportation to the hospital and if we need to buy them health insurance we do that or pay for the the surgery to help that family if they are not able to afford it yeah so you're a busy doctor (laughs) (laughs) okay so we're going to move on to a short game where i'm going to read out a list of firsts so we can get to know you a little bit more, get to kind of hear about your first um, experiences, and then if something's interesting enough, we'll stop and kind of discuss more about that. Okay? Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. Okay, your first injury. Okay, the first injury that I can remember, it, that's that's really <laughs> bad, was probably in med school when I was riding a bike down in the a hill uh-huh. in the rain without <laughs> any lights, with car coming up. And I did not have front brakes on my bike because I was missing some keys when we brought it down there. And so I fell off into the ditch, hit this like metal box oh my gosh. and the bike hit my my uh, chin I was wearing braces at the time <laughs> bleeding everywhere and lost my flip-flop in the water somewhere in the pot in the sea somewhere and then walked home with one flip-flop bloody now <laughs> and was afraid that my teeth would fall off but anyway that was one um, crazy injury that I remembered did really you break well. any teeth um, you know, they were all shaking, but the fortunate <laughs> thing was I had braces on. I think it was out of yeah, braces. Dirty my teeth would have, like, just fall off already. Oh, my gosh. Okay, first patient. First patient. And you only have to say the first thing that comes to mind, like one word. Uh, diabetic patient. Okay. First kiss. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. That's... <laughs> okay, first date. Um... Dang, that's a long time ago. I don't remember a lot of these things. Well, I shouldn't remember anymore since I'm married now. My husband would be like, what are you doing? Remember all things. Not memorable. Okay. That was your answer. Uh, first pet. Uh, Neil. My, new, my dog is my first real pet. First win, like to win something. 
Hmm. I think in residence, if won a $50 Amazon gift card. <laughs> first job. Uh, first job was at a laundry mat as a, you know. Oh, actually, no. I worked at Panda Express. Okay. Uh, Panda Express was my first job. Okay, let's start there. What was your favorite thing to eat from Panda Express? Oh, uh, the orange chicken. The orange chicken. Do you still eat at Panda Express or are you like, absolutely not? I can't go back. No, I, I, I would visit like maybe once a year. Um, the food has too much carbohydrate because I teach my patient not to eat it. So I only maybe go once a year. Okay. Um, first time you realized you were good at something. Hmm. I think it would have to be when I helped a patient, suicidal patient. Okay. And, um, yeah, tell us more. So this 13 year old kid, I guess, um, his brother killed himself because, um, of, you know, gender issues. And so his mom asked me to help and I didn't think I could be Mm -hmm. able to do that. And, um, because it wasn't, you know, I'm not yeah. child psych, right? But then this kid, they don't have any money and they couldn't go see a psychiatrist because they don't have the funding. And yeah. so I said, okay, I'll try to help. And I didn't realize that even over time I talked to him and, and, and kind of try to understand him. He was a very quiet kid. Yeah. Um, but I was able to help him get out of depressed mode and he was suicidal planning. And now he's not and he's actually helping with his family and that he's he's just such a better kid so that I think is when I realized I was like I didn't realize I have a gift of of healing like that you know I I always thought I was medical doctor treat things not so much of a psych kind of physician but it's it's over time that the more I see patients the more I recommend it's like kind of comes to me yeah yeah. and I realized that I have that gift awesome that's a great story Okay, so we're going to end the today's podcast with one question. If you could give yourself, uh, your younger self, some advice, what would you say? Uh, <laughs> I would, I don't know if I would change anything mm-hmm. as a younger self. Because I think um, I did a lot of crazy stuff, um, but it always, it made me who I am. Um, but if I was to give my younger self advice... Yeah. I would probably say it's okay. Just keep checking. <laughs> yeah. like, work hard will actually pays off. Because yeah. there's points where times where I just wanted to give up because I didn't think I have what it takes. Mm-hmm. But I think that the persistency, and it's one of the things with my mom always remind me, you know, like it's okay, I'm praying for yeah. you, you'll be all right. So that's what helped push me through. Mm-hmm. But if, if I were, you know, to remind myself back then, I would say just it's going to be okay. You'll be fine. Just keep checking. Yeah. I think that would have been... Like, you know, a little bit, because I was always anxious. I'm like, can I make it through? You know, am I going to pass? But yeah. Yeah, that's good advice. I think everyone can learn from that. All right. So that ends our first podcast today. Thank you all for tuning Thank in. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye. Bye.